Generation Gaming Podcast. I am your host this week. I am Tyler. We have Jake. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man. Uh, that two two gingers of Irish whiskey is strong. Oh, you put, you hesitated. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I got jealous. I thought maybe I was replaced. No. Uh... But then I was happy to realize it took two gingers to replace me. But now I'm sad again. <laughs> Well, to be fair, <laughs> you are the size of two gingers. Oh. Oh, under the... Yeah, I'm sorry. No, but, yeah. Leave this... my penis out of it. <laughs> no, but, yeah, this, uh... Ginger on ginger action. I bet you would watch Blast that. Me. No, no, but... Never, never, never has happened in the history of mankind. Gingers hate each other. <laughs> they secretly hate each other. That's no, not really a secret. We just hate each other. <laughs> So when they made this uh, whiskey, then something magical had to happen. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the blood of two gingers that will fought each other. Yeah, it's like it's like Jägermeister, bigger. but with ginger blood instead of deer blood. Jäger, all a Jäger <laughs> is is fucking cough syrup, and it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I know, I agree. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, been playing a fucking shit ton of Destiny thanks for the new expansion. Uh. <laughs> and that was a very adamant opinion. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, I guess no one was going to go. No, I, I was letting you, I wasn't wanting to interrupt no. you anymore than we already have. I was letting you go. No, that was, a, no, that was it. That really oh, was, okay. <laughs> really was okay. it. Well, all right. well, then also, as you might have already heard, we have Jack. How are you doing, my friend? Oh man, it's been it's been really interesting, I can tell you that, man. I mean, the past couple of days have been kind of uh kind of busy, you know. Got a lot of, like a yard work and stuff done the past like uh, yesterday. But uh no, for the for the most amount for this week, I've been keeping track of uh my Golden State Warriors and stuff as they're progressing through with that Houston series. Have a terrible game 4, then all of a sudden come to game 5 and stuff. Like like uh, James Harden having one of his worst games like uh, turnovers. Woo! Yeah, that, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. No other no other athlete has done that. But, uh, no, what what was really interesting about it is, you know, there was, like, a lot of adversity in that game, too, especially with that, that guy, Ariza, from Houston, you know. Game four, he does that pump fake, and Curry goes flying and stuff, landing on the back of his freaking, like, shoulder to his yeah. neck and stuff. That was a scary moment there. Then all of a sudden, last night and stuff, you have Clay Thompson getting, like, a freaking knee to the freaking head and stuff. That looked brutal. Yeah. And he's got concussion symptoms because of that. Well, shit they're now. saying he's okay though. Well, um, well, that's 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 good though because uh, you know the last time I checked and stuff, he was it, seriously. I mean, uh, it was right in the middle of the game. Clay comes on the court, and all of a sudden he feels something, and all of a sudden blood just trickles out of his ear. Oh, it's wow. like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, you see, you should have seen that man. That's like wow. Well, it sounds like uh, well, I stopped watching on the first quarter when it started. I kind of it was getting pretty out of hand, so I stopped watching. But, I mean, the good news is, though, they have, I think, they don't play again until next Thursday, so they got a week plus to recover, yes. so that's good for them. Yes, that was the most happiest part about that uh, whole thing for this week is Golden State going to the first NBA Finals in 40 years. The Cleveland Cavaliers, their first, like, uh, championship appearance, like, in a hell... What, 2007. What, like a long time? 2007? Yeah, yeah that's a long-ass time, like eight years yeah. ago or so. And this is the, probably, the, you know, but, they're uh, a lot more competitive than they were eight years ago. When, when they got oh, swept no, by no the Spurs. Shit. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that, but I've also been 
I've also been like uh, investing in certain like uh, gaming aspect stuff because well, obviously since our last since our <laughs> since our last recording, not only have I got Witcher three and stuff, which I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit into that and stuff when we get to it, but Witcher three, I end up trading in some stuff so we can get so I can get Destiny again, so that way I can play with you two mooks. Whoa, whoa, we mean but, we uh, mean both of us. I don't have Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not playing on the PS4. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We got. Not. Oh, did we not tell Jack that we both got it for Xbox One? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the ultimate fuck you, troll. You know, I was like, oh, oh, we're only getting this console. Like, oh, I'm sorry, we got it actually on the opposite of what you, what you. Uh, yeah, he actually your third got party his, games uh, on. So let's go. my Xbox for sixty. So yeah. He did. <laughs> That's going to be a story here soon. Go on. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like I've said before, I've been just uh, going through and getting some games. So not only did I get The Witcher 3, but I actually uh, went into GameStop yesterday. I traded in a few games. Like I said, not only did I get Destiny, but I got Diablo 3, which I am very excited to try to start into during the summertime uh, months. Mm-hmm. Plus... Uh, because I had traded away my uh, copy of Borderlands, the Handsome Jack collection on the Xbox One, I actually got some uh, cash and stuff from working a little side job and stuff for my brother, and uh, I ended up getting the PS4 version. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, well, yeah, because I wanted to play on the PS4 to begin with, and you know, I kind of goofed when I bought it for the Xbox One. So <laughs> redo is it, Mulligan. Is it sixty, is it 60 dollars or is it forty dollars? It's sixty God bucks. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, that's that is pretty much my week in a nutshell. All right, very cool. Um, for me, I guess uh, not a lot going on new. Been kind of a downer week uh, at work. We've had a lot of re- people retiring and people put in their notice. You know, a lot of people were gone this week, so it's kind of a little, little bit of a downer week for me. Good news is your plant manager now. Um, not far from anymore, uh, by process of elimination, um, at work. But anyways, I can't you've discuss been, that. You've been putting in subtle hiss, like, man, you're getting up there. Shouldn't you, like, go to your not summer home in yeah. Miami? Come on, man. You deserve a break. <laughs> man, I've, I'm running out of lead pipes. I, there's only, it's starting to get obvious when half the, half the employees are going out with knee surgery. <laughs> no, uh. Uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, I don't know. Uh, like he, like uh, Jack was mentioning about playing Destiny with us. I got a sweet little, not really a sweet little deal. Uh, that's a pretty good deal. On uh, eBay, sent me a thing because I haven't used my like eBay account. Well, I have like two, but the one I haven't used in like four years. So he's like, "We want you back. Uh, if you buy anything over twenty five dollars, uh, here's a code. You get ten ten dollars off." And I'm like. Oh, cool! And I was kind of looking. I've, I've been wanting to pick up Destiny, uh, just kind of for something to play this summer. Because if you look at the release schedule, at least for me, Splatoon comes out tomorrow as of this recording. But there's not really a lot coming out until end of August. So I'm like, I need a good long game that I can jump into. Um, and figured Destiny, I, get, I got for, so I got for like 15 bucks. So it's supposed to be in the mail hopefully um, this weekend. So uh, I'll be jumping into that. Um, couple other things happened, though, over this past uh, weekend. Uh, I made a big decision. It was a very tough decision to make, but uh, 
I sold my Xbox 360 and all my games. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? How'd you come to that? It, uh, it wasn't easy, man. Like, it's just... I thought about it, and uh, I actually had a friend come over a few weeks ago um, to hang out, and I was... And I mentioned to him a few weeks before that that I had Castle Crashers on my Xbox 360. And I don't, like, I'm like, wait, I still have a 360. Like, I completely forgot. I had, like, it's sitting here. It was forever sitting in my entertainment stand here forever and just collecting dust. Uh, I, I thought about it. I've, and since I got my PS4 almost two years ago, year and a half now, a little, little more, I've played it for South Park Stick of Truth. That came out last March, and then I played Walking Dead Season 2. That was over last November. And I didn't play it again until that night about a month ago for Castle Crashers. So in a year and a half span, I played it three different times. So I looked up how much I can get for everything. I got about 120 bucks for everything at GameStop. Um, And I I traded a couple other things, too. And I just pre-ordered Metal Gear Solid Five and Madden 16, so... Got that all taken care of. I don't have to worry about buying games until like October. So there yeah, it just it, it would suck because I mean I thought about I mean I thought about it for a good week or so. I'm just like the pause like the, the you know I probably could have got more on eBay or Craigslist, but I don't want to worry about the hassle. And but I'm like looking at my games and you know I have like have all the Mass Effect games, I have all the Gears of War games, I have all the Dragon Age games, I have like probably a hundred plus games saved on the console itself, and plus my saves like probably a thousand hours of of time and saves on my console. And I just, but I can't, I just thought about it. I'm like, what, what, what am I ever going to really play any of these games again? And I just kind of came to the conclusion that I'm, I'm not going to. Plus it helps that 90% of these games are being remade for the, the current console. So I can just get them again on <laughs> no, that. No, you're promoting that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm not promoting it. I'm just saying if I really wanted to play these games again, I can pretty much go do those with the ones you know, I'm going to play. That, that, I just you realized this. Like you sold your Xbox 360. The only reason I kept him on is because we said on a couple of podcasts that we would both get all three Gears of War games, which I think we only needed one. And uh, whenever we would have uh, went back through all three of them and played. Oh, yeah. Totally did, we totally did say that. Well, it's not going to happen now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, guess what? I sold my PS3. Oh, you did? All, yeah, in all these games, including... Kingdom Hearts 2.5, and holy shit, guys! And uh, well, mine's because I haven't been put on a schedule in over two weeks, and I needed money. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so with all that, and with PlayStation Now, if I want, I can turn on my PS4. Oh, hey, there's uh, Uncharted One, Two, and Three. Uh, and I'll uh, pay thirty dollars and play all three of those, and then quit. Yeah, or you can just get the. I think you can get them for like a, a week for free if you just have like the time. Yeah, the best that. Yeah, like fifty hours one week. Also, oh, no, real it, quick. Yeah, I'm looking at eBay right now, and uh, Destiny's PS4, sixteen fifty buy it now. <laughs> oh, I got it for fifteen, so not a big deal. Yeah, you, you could have got it for six fifty. No, I had to spend at least twenty five dollars. Oh, you had to spend twenty five dollars. Yeah, so I, I found the, the person with the best rating that was selling Destiny for twenty five dollars with free shipping. That's what I and, do. Uh, so I got it for fifteen. So yeah, that was the best deal I can get. 
But I don't know. I figured if I if I even if I'm I'm going to this game because I don't know what really. I don't. I know my expectations are much more low than they would have been if I would have got the game at launch. So I think I think I might really enjoy this one, just knowing like what to expect now, and then going into it thinking right. it was gonna, what it, what everybody thought it was going to be. So I'm excited. Well, can I just say though that uh, I'm really quite surprised by that both you guys have actually decided. Oh, okay, let's go ahead and trade in like our last generation consoles and stuff I'm like keeping that. Keep them out three sixty. It's, it's of one game, and you will not believe the game. Resident Evil Six. Okay. <laughs> God no, not even as a joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what game is that then? Uh, it's Brink. a. Uh, I would actually say, save it for Brink if people come back and play it. But I don't. Yeah. I no longer have Brink. Oh. Uh, but there's mm. a little indie title called Date, the Boss, and oh uh, my god, and uh, another indie title called One Finger Death Punch, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> just just get the game called I Made a Game with Zombies in it. It's a dollar. <laughs> That's actually a pretty fun it's game. Awesome. Oh uh, yeah, it's like I remember Paul, playing Paul that. Was, there's a lot of indie titles on the 360 that are great for a dollar. Like, yeah, just I, was I agree. Promoted. I played, um, God, what was, yeah, I didn't get promoted for shit. And, uh, like, I played uh, Date the Boss as a, uh, for a Let's Play, and I think it's one of the few that went up already. And, mm-hmm. like, I actually enjoyed what I played of it for the little time I put into it. and Which is ridiculous for a dating simulator. Oh, I mean, like I already gave kind of my reasoning, but it really just kind of came came down to it's just it's sitting there. The thing is, like I've looked at, I thought about selling it a few months ago, my three hundred and sixty, and um, like if I would have sold it three months ago, I would have probably got a, another thirty forty dollars out of everything I had. So I then went, you know, so I'm just like, well, I better sell this now because I'm not going to play the freaking thing ever, and. Mm-hmm. Get it while the you know while I can't get as much value as I can out of all my games and everything. So, figured if I could pay for a couple games this this fall, and I'm kind of I'm trying to keep myself this year like last year. I think I bought like six games in like one week in November. Oh, um, I, I bought, yeah, like, yeah. I played like bloody probably, November. Yeah, so I I probably played ten to twelve games in last fall, um, and this year I'm trying to keep myself to five. So. That's right. kind of my goal. Plus, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have to pay for... Um, I got a lot to pay for in, like, August, September. So, mainly my WrestleMania tickets. So, I figured if I can, if oh I can God, there you go. take care of the video game side of it, um, and I don't have to worry about games until November, then I'll be set. Um, but we are, like, 16, 17 minutes into this podcast, and we haven't talked about anything, um, like, topic-wise. So uh, let's go ahead and let's let's jump into the topics before we get into the games. Actually, I, I like that. Uh, okay, let's start off with let's go in order by the uh, the, the way the, the topics are in the in the, uh, the show notes. So Nintendo announced last week that a new Pokemon game will be coming to the 3DS. Unfortunately, Yay! it's not Pokemon Yellow or any of those. <laughs> it is Pokemon <laughs> Super Mist. Oh, damn, Super! Wow, I burped. Sorry. Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. It's like, it's Pokemon... It's like, oh. <laughs> so, um, I really don't know too much about the, the game. I've never played any of them, but I've read, like, there's been a few of them out, I think. And I think everyone's got middling to bad reviews. So... <laughs> 
Yeah, it's definitely not the type of uh, series and stuff that's been really renowned for. Uh, it's it's not really a good like side series of the Pokemon games either. I've never personally played any of yeah. them, but I've always seen like reviews or something like that. It's just like middling type of reviews from like fives to sevens. Like the last one that was released was like in 2013, I believe, and it had like uh, it had the same type of like middling reviews as well. Mean like super repetitive, like all these general like just kind of it looked good, just like. Uh, kind of boring to a certain extent yeah but i've never personally played any of them yeah so. i've heard, I just heard it sounds like it's a very um just kind of went back and read some reviews of the the latest one that came out uh, i think in like spring of 2013 like you said and it's basically it sounds like it's just a very sim- simplistic boring um i guess rpg where you're basically you don't there's not the trainer you're pokemon and you go through dungeons and every time you go through a dungeon it's like it changes every time. Like, it's just randomly generated dungeons. And you go through and you just fight Pokemon. And I'm sure there's more to it than that, but... I was watching right. some videos on some of the games, and... It looks extremely boring. Like, you just... You go... You, you There's some battling, you attack them. <laughs> you know, you don't go into, like, a turn-based fighting, like, you know, like you do in the regular Pokemon games. It's still a turn-based fighter, yeah. but you don't go into like, the whole battle motion like you do in the... In the 3DS games. So it looks just... Oh no! Oh no! Just those games are just scheduled to be like just basic dungeon mm-hmm. crawlers, random, just randomly generated type of like a layouts and dungeon layouts and stuff like that. That's how that type of genre of games works. Unfortunately, it's one of the, in my opinion, it's one of the most boring types of game types you can have because yeah. nothing's the same. You have to get different loot, different things. It can be potentially hard too. Yeah. Well, I imagine this is more for like getting those the, the younger kids. Um, and if you look, um, they. I think like the week before they announced it, like they said that the the Mystery Dungeon series uh, has sold over 13 million copies between the, all the ones that are out there. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's a money maker. So I guess that's where we're getting. Unfortunately, I was kind of hoping for another Pokemon you know game. Uh, this uh, a full like actual like Pokemon game, an adventure uh, like, game. Yeah, I was kind of for one of those. Sort of like that. Um, but uh, this is what we're getting instead, so that's one less game I have to worry about buying this fall, I guess. Um, there you I, go. I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, I think this is coming out in October, so this uh, you know this isn't the big uh, 3DS game uh, for them. Oh, of so th- not. I imagine there's something big coming for E3. They're going to announce for 3DS this oh. year. And you look, think about it. We really don't. Other than Fire Emblem, we don't really know a lot of um, 3DS games there. Like big 3DS games are in development, so. And we don't really know what's coming out really for the Wii U either during this holiday season. We have some briefs of like maybe Star Fox, maybe something Star else. Star Fox, the Yoshi Project Robot, my guesses. We won't know until like the next couple of weeks yep. though, which I'm excited because I got that week off and I can actually go and watch the conference. You yes. suck. I, I thought about it. <laughs> it was a serious consideration. Um. Well, I'm going to be covering that Bethesda like uh, conference, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, very nice. What about what do you think of this, uh, Jake? The only Mystery Dungeon game I've really played, and like that was again, that was only for like 15 to 20 minutes, uh, was the Red Mystery Dungeon for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, and it was pretty boring. Like, like yeah. I had no really no idea what to do or anything. But this remind this little Pokemon announcement reminded me of the Mystery Dungeon TV show. Like I don't, I don't remember. Really? Uh, did have either of you seen an episode of that? No. Like tidbits. I know it wasn't like uh, 
anything really to write. Was oh, this a Pokemon TV show? Yeah, it was a Pokemon TV show. And it was oh my like, god! A, I think it even lasted like half of a season. Like the whole that. the oh, whole man. premise was uh, this guy, this kid went to sleep, and I think he was like a Pokemon trainer or something. But he went to, he <laughs> went to sleep, and then when he woke up, he was like a level five Squirtle. <laughs> and it's like yeah it's like we hear you know in typical the old po- typical Pokemon shows that uh you actually the Pokemon made just said their names and uh yep in this mystery dungeon show like they had full on conversations it was VO dude that's fucking yeah it's like even the main character was like <laughs> what I don't speak Charmander. And the Charmander was like, "What the hell, dude?" And so it's kind of like the whole the whole Stewie thing and like Family Guy, where only certain characters actually understand Stewie. Yeah, yeah it's like, with that though, like it started off where everyone can understand Stewie, then it went to just where Brian can. Yeah, and it's like it, they actually went to it more, where it's like basically the closer you are to the family, the main family, the more you, the more you can understand them. So there's like they made jokes about like there's characters that are like side characters that only show up like once in a blue moon yeah. and they get the gist of what he's saying, but they don't actually understand like him like fluently. It's all. <laughs> no. Let's go ahead and move on uh, to another announcement that came out this week. Uh, Intel Dawn, which is a uh, PS4 exclusive, has been given a release date of August 25th. Uh, fucking same day as Madden and the week before Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh fuck! Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you pay off two of the three games that come out of this. Yeah. Um, so one of the games I was really excited for, I'm not getting now. Uh, Wait, what games come out the same day as uh, until dawn? Madden comes out on the 25th, and then the week after is uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. So, so Madden comes out the same day as uh, Until Dawn, which I'm sure you could put yeah. off a week. You could put off a. Uh, Playing the same game you've been playing for the past fifteen years. What? Uh, were you um? God, what was? Were you saying you were gonna get? Were you gonna get until dawn? Yeah, I, w- I was. So <laughs> you're gonna get a game that comes out every year over a new IP. You mean a game I know I'll put a hundred hours into? Over a game I, that's a, that's a new IP that's um. We you're the problem. Pockets. You are the problem. <laughs> That's fine. I, I will. I will be the problem for this for the Madden. The Madden only. You are a part of the problem. You're a reason why it's so hard for new IPs to come out, and why they just stick to the same formula. <laughs> well, hell, without those annualized games, that we probably wouldn't even have these games. <laughs> for sure. I don't know. I mean, it looks like a really cool game. It's it's essentially. Uh, it looks kind of like. Uh, I'm now. I'm, I'm. I blanked on the names, but. Jack, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, what's Heavy Rain? Looks kind of more like yeah, Heavy Rain, Rain and then the one they made with Ellen Page a couple years ago. Uh, uh, Beyond, Beyond Two Souls. Souls. Yeah, that one. Um, it looks more like that line. Huh. I like both of those games. Beyond Two Souls, somewhat, I, I enjoyed parts of the game, but it looks like a, like uh, almost like a horror huh. movie, the video game as well. Like, like, it, like, it, it seriously kind of does funny. look like I a, uh, a horror, <laughs> horror-based uh, God damn it! You said the name. Beyond no, Two Souls. Heavy rain. Yeah, 
heavier. Like, cause I watched that uh, trailer with Hayden Pantera running in that, like running through that little cabin in that tell, mm-hmm. and uh, the way it was played is like you had whatever your options you did could definitely affect the outcome. Like, you can actually beat the game with everyone surviving. Yeah. And that actually really interests me. Like, because I know it's mainly for replayability, but you don't really see games actually take do that. Like, beside, like, Mass Effect, where they build the story around the characters. Yeah. Like, which is in a horror game, is completely different. It's never really... It, it's been done, but... Story is an... Yeah. yeah, story is an, an interesting aspect for a horror game, because most of the time it's just about jump scares and... Let's see how much gore we can get on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jack? I haven't seen too much of uh, like uh, until dawn, though. I mean, I'm happy that uh, people are getting too, so excited for over this this horror game and stuff. But uh, if it's a cross between Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls and stuff, yeah, that's that's sort of interesting and stuff. Um, it's not on my radar for right now, but once it starts coming out and I see a little bit more gameplay of it, then uh, well, who knows? From, from the trailer <laughs> I watched, uh, I would probably combine Heavy Rain with PT. Dude, that actually sounds pretty cool. You can cool. go with that. It does have, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the, the movie The Strangers. Um, I would definitely say you could see some of that as um, goes. Like, it's just, it doesn't seem like it's actually like any mythical creatures or anything like that. Right. It just looks like it's, you're just dealing with crazy people. A crazy person in the woods. Yeah, yeah like you're, it's basically you're in the woods with your friends. These, these teenagers go in the, into the woods with, the, with their friends and then like these crazy people are trying to kill them. Um, I, Oh, yeah, I, see. I, I mean, I've been keeping track of this game actually for a few years. I've watched just about everything I could on this game. Um, really? Yes, I've been really excited about it um, over the last, I would say, year plus, really since they announced it. Wasn't, yeah, I could swear the game was like on the back burner for like 10 years. It, it was, they, they mentioned it, I think, like two E3s ago. And we got like a teaser, but that was all, like, we really only heard much about it, like, at E3s. Like, I think we got a, like a two, three minute gameplay thing uh, at last year's E3. Um, and that's really all we've gotten. So um, I'm ha- I'm happy, huh. you know, it's coming out um, soon. It's not going, not getting delayed again. Uh, didn't get canceled. Cross uh, your I, fingers. Uh, yeah, I, I'm bummed. It's you know it's coming that day, but I'm sure I, I was figuring. I thought being a horror game, it'd come out in October. Um, that was my assumption for that one. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think well, you could just buy it in October, and that'd be the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I probably <laughs> will do that. Um, I mean, I'll, if, I'm sure it'll be, it'll be, there'll be a price drop by then. Um, so I don't. Know. I think it looks great. Uh, I'm excited for it. I uh, just wish I could play it when it uh, first comes out. Not have to wait. Uh, this is giving me nostalgia for Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain's a good, it was a good game, man. Like <laughs> you can still go back and play it. I'm sure Heavy Rain is, could. So, is one of the few games uh, on PlayStation now. It's not on there. Really? Guys, I looked yesterday. One of there. the biggest games on the PS3 isn't on PlayStation now. Dude, they don't have Metal Gear Solid 4 on there. That's true. Wow. It's like, There's a lot of shit they don't have on there. Well, obviously, like, they're uh, updating it um, every month with games, so they keep people... Dude, I even... Because they put everything up front, everybody would get it for a month and then mm-hmm. drop it, so... They're, they're adding content. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to be like Netflix, where like, it'll be on for a while... And then it'll go away, and you'll want it, and then they'll bring it back, and then yeah. it'll go away. Yeah, I, yeah, I was looking at all the games, because I was kind of wanting to go through Metal Gear Solid 4 again before I played uh, MGS5. But oh, Speaking of enough. which, uh, Ground Zeroes is going to be free for 
June. Yep, that's finally going to be the price that uh, should have been out in the first place. Free? Free. Yep. I ain't complaining because, I mean, I'm a Miller Crystal. I actually, holder, go, so. oh, I actually played through because I was actually debating on picking it up. You should. It's a good, and, it's a good fun now, hour. And now that I'll, uh, now that I'll renew my PS Plus, and it's actually the only uh, paid gaming subscription I have at the moment. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, I'll hmm. actually download it and play it, maybe. Oh, well, that'd be good. That'd be after, fun. After our hour and a half Destiny playthrough, I'll go play that. There you go. That should be fun for you. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on. Um, so, it, this is kind of big news for, I guess, the uh, gaming world as far as the Humble Bundles go. Um, the Humble Indie Bundles have been around for probably three or three years or so now. Or at least kind of got pretty popular over the last few years. Uh, which was a service that I think every month they come out with a new thing where it's like, don't spend as much money as you want, as, low, as cheap as a penny, up to as much as you want. Um, you get X amount of games, and say you spend $10, you donate you donate $10, you can pick, um, you can split the money up where you want to go. So either you can go to the humblebundle.com, it'll go to a charity, or it'll go to the developers, and you can split that money up whatever way you want. Um, so, you know, you could give $4 to HumbleBundle.com, $3 to the charity, and $3 to the developers, or whatever, however order you want to do it. And they also have deals where if you spend over the average people are donating, you usually get a couple more games. And if you spend over X amount of dollars, there's a couple more games involved. So now, this for the first time ever, it's always been a PC thing. Um, for the first time ever, it's going to be a console and handheld um it's it's on the Nintendo consoles. It's called the Humble Nindy Bundle. I believe it um, it ends. I think it's next Tuesday. So I it think the ninth. I think it's in. Yeah, where is it? I want to assume that's eleven days from now as of recording. So yeah, I think it's June 9th, around that time. Yeah. Yep. Um, but. So, the games you're going to get, if you spend at least a dollar, uh, you'll get Guacamelee, uh, the Super Turbo Championship Edition for the Wii U. Uh, you get mm-hmm. Woe Dave for 3DS and Mighty <laughs> Switch Force for 3DS. Um, if, you, if you spend more than the average, which I think right now is around $9, um, you get, on top of the three games I just mentioned, you get The Fall for Wii U, Ollie Ollie for Wii U and 3DS, uh, Moon Chronicles Episode 1 for 3DS, and there's going to be another game announced on Tuesday um, that they'll give you if you spend more than the average. And if you spend more than $10, you get Stealth Inc. 2 for the Wii U and SteamWorld Dig for the Wii U and 3DS. Um, so, pretty good deal. Um, I pretty much own, I think, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. You get, there's like 10 games. I already own all of them. Like... I own them all on different consoles, I should say. I like I already I own all of them on PS4, so now I have them on like two or three consoles now. Um, my Wii U is actually out of space. Oh, yeah. I, I did spend the ten dollars, um, and I'm getting everything, and they'll give us a new game uh, next uh, Tuesday um, or this coming Tuesday, I should say. Uh, but I think it's a pretty cool thing. It's finally come to consoles. I think it um, it's always it's always been a really cool thing to see. Uh, it's all they made a lot of money for charities. Um, out there, and it gets it's a way to get the, you get your games out there too. For game for it's always been a lot of it's been indie titles, but there's been every so often you'll see like some big AAA titles that've been out for they've been out for a year or so at that point. But 
they'll be, they'll be on there and you can get them get a lot of really great games for cheap uh but what do you guys think are you guys pretty excited about this being a thing in the future yes I'm very excited for this being a thing because this is like the first time in a like what in a long time or something like that that a console, like a gaming console, like uh, downloadable games that be offered like on the humble bundle scene where it's predominantly like mobile or PC stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the games are good too. I mean, I've played through like Guacamelee, it's like Super Turbo Championship Edition. I've actually played through Guacamelee twice oh, already, and it's still a great game. It has a lot of things to it. I've I've tried Woe Dave was in my cup of tea. Yeah. I let's see. I have Steam World Dig. I have like uh, Mighty Switch Force, which that's a great game itself. I'm interesting. I'm interested in seeing what comes out on Tuesday because I might get this bundle. Because hell, it's something extra. Plus, there are some games I am interested in getting. And hell, it's one of the cheapest, probably the, one of the best deals you're probably going to get for some of these Wii U games. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Um. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that because uh, I'm kind of tired of just the console having their own sales. So yeah. you never really had anything to mm-hmm. basically compete with. But definitely, definitely, uh, hopefully this broadens the horizon in future. Yeah. Um, it, for me, it was pretty actually an easy thing to do, uh, doing the $10. Because quite honestly, I've been wanting to get the fall for um, the Wii U pretty much as it came out like last august and i just for just there's always been games for me to play it's been 15 bucks i was always kind of hoping to go on sale and i, I saw this i, I the, the average was nine dollars and 24 cents when i put my 10 bucks down i'm like well i might as well put the extra 76 cents down and get the get something too and steamroll dig um so it was a pretty easy decision for me i got it i got it to fall for basically 33 percent off and i got eight other games on top of it um, so it's pretty cool. I, I was actually considering giving out my codes for the extra games because really all I was interested in was in the fall. And I was just like, and like, well, Mighty Switch Force, uh, cause the other ones I do have already on other consoles, but I went on, I went on Twitter and I was kind of like looking and man, it's just like, it's kind of disgusting. Like the, some people out there they are like, if you have extra codes, send them my way. I'm like, no, I'm not, well, fuck I'm not you. giving up. That's what I would my, say. My thought was, and I felt kind of like selfish almost like for like using these codes on my consoles even though I pay for them because I, mean, I can give these away I can promote promote our podcast I can you know whatever just gain some followers for my myself whatever or what you could do and this is an actual serious thing I'm considering doing why not just buy the bundle and have it towards our extra life page you know that would actually be a good incentive for people to donate to yeah, us yeah that's true um I've already used the codes though at this point, but I can only buy again, I guess. Um, but no, I, I kind of I went on there. I went on like Twitter and I was like, I was looking at. I just kind of googled the humble, uh, humble indie bundle, and people were just like, like everybody's just on there like vultures, man. Like just putting fucking like, oh, if you have an extra code for this, this, then I'm like, I don't want. How about instead you spend a dollar and just get the get you get three free games for spending a dollar. Yeah. yeah. You fucking mooches! Yeah. I mean, God. Spend ten bucks, you get ten freaking games. So that was kind of like I was just kind of disappointed in that. It's just like I did end up putting my Moon Chronicles Episode One code on Twitter just because I already have the game uh, on my 3ds and I just couldn't use the code, so I just threw it on Twitter and someone grabbed it within like eight seconds. Um, <laughs> and I, didn't get, I didn't even get a thank you. Uh, so I uh, said, "Got it." I gotta find out who this is. I want to sit, give trash sit to him. 
Ah, uh, don't even worry about it, buddy. Oh, yeah, I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jake. Because I feel like being a dick, alright? I, ne- I never really get to be a dick, so. <laughs> Send Viagra his way. No. <laughs> Person's anyway. girlfriend is gonna be sad when he gets a shit ton of gay porn in the mail. all right well let's go ahead and um move on to our next topic uh so need for speed uh they have announced uh ea has announced that they are rebooting the series and people that couldn't see i used quotation marks there when i said that uh so this one is gonna be more based on nighttime driving uh more like underground um they're kind of going back to that Probably you could arguably probably the, the biggest time in Need for Speed's history, um, popularity and sales wise, um, for them. So uh, we didn't really get much. We didn't really get any gameplay. They basically just gave us a little teaser and said more D three, which is kind of the news we've been getting for games recently. Mm. Has just been announcements for announcements that are going to be announced at E three. Um, <laughs> you you but, want that teaser trailer yeah. that comes out on at the Super Bowl? Guess what? It's an announcement for an announcement in the. March Madness, and yeah. then that announcement is for E3. Well, it's kind of like the Doom, the Doom <laughs> Four teaser we got. That was twelve seconds long. Nine of those seconds was was credits. So <laughs> we basically got a guy with a shotgun. Um, but I don't. I'm kind of intrigued about where they're going um, with this. They're kind of going back to the roots, I guess. Um, I think it's kind of hard to call um, this a reboot. Because if you think about the history, really since Need for Speed Underground 2, almost every two or three years it seems like they reboot the series. It's like once well, a, this it, it is goes actually from a, straight up Need for Speed. It's not Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. It's not Most Wanted. It's not not actually yeah, but Underground. I mean, but they're going. They're basically going back to Underground. It's not. I, I just kind of. It's kind of just a silly thing. They're saying rebooting it when, like I said, like one year it's like. It, every few years, it's like one year. It's a, it's a, we got Need for Speed Shift. It's more of a simulating simulation uh, driving game. Then we have like we, this uh, regular Need for street Speed racing fans game. Do not talk about Shift. Yeah, Shift One and Two was horrible. Uh, but no, you know what I mean though. It's just like it seems like every few years they kind of change up. Like Need for Speed Run, we had there for a little bit. That was got, actually like, a good game. Did you play it? I played the the, the, the campaign was okay, but I mean as far as like. Um, a race game if, go it's fine. Can, if they can give me a uh, Cannibal Run s game where I have to drive from Los Angeles to New York. You mean the crew? That's let me finish. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> a good game. Okay. <laughs> and works properly from launch, then yes. I would buy it. Okay. Which is why I was actually so interested in the crew. Yeah, I mean, uh, crew, but I'm, yeah, it wasn't that great of a game. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't get it. Um, no, I, I, I would know. rather buy fuel and spend two and a half hours driving to get to an objective. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really liked the underground games back on like when I played them on the crap out of them on GameCube. Like I spent a lot of time playing those games on GameCube, so I'm kind of excited about that idea. But I'm wondering if it's nostalgia at this point of it, but. I want to see more. I'm curious how, the, how it does when it finally comes out. I think it's supposed to come out November 3rd here in the United States. So what, what do you think, uh, Jack? 
I like this idea that they're trying to reboot this thing again, but uh, you know, at the same time, I like a fact that I like the fact that this is another racing game that is desperately needed. I believe mm. <laughs> at the moment for like uh, this generation in general, because what the crew didn't really get what? so much Drive Club. That was a disaster. Yeah. Still Let's waiting on a free copy Horizon Two. The last, uh, the only last, the only real good driving game is Forza, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like for this generation, last pretty much last generation had Forza and Gran Turismo and maybe a couple Need for Speed games. Uh, and Burnout. Burnout right? was good. Burnout what at was, the very beginning. We had like two yep. really good games, uh, driving games, in like one week. I remember it was like the same week Alan Wake came out. Oh, oh yeah, that's duh. right. Wasn't that Blur and like Blur, uh, something that else? A, that was a freaking great game. Blur and no, the other one was Blur better. Though. Split second. Split uh, second. That game yeah, was fantastic. The Disney Studios presents. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great game. Like I enjoyed both of those, but I enjoyed Blur even more. Like it was even, more. You mean the Blur. Mario Kart huh. knockoff? Call of Duty Mario Kart. Which you say like is a bad well, thing. Well, it worked. <laughs> It's, if if Michael Bay produced a arcade racer, yeah. If, if Michael Bay made a Mario Kart game, this that was it, and it was great. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't wasn't great. I'm just like saying the way it was, it was the, Mario Kart. the way you make it sounds like you make it sound like you're dissing it. Well, I am because I am because it's a, it's a blatant Mario Kart knockoff, but it was still um, no, it's still a great game. It was a good game, man. I think uh, Blur lasts longer than split second. Uh yeah, I think more because that was the blur was more of a uh, an online focused game and split second more what at a was campaign. more of a uh, explosions and apocalypse now or not apocalypse now, yeah it was more single apocalypse player based going on right now yeah where I don't think blur really even had a single player mode to it so but uh, got another game that reminded me of was a uh, Motorstorm Apocalypse oh yeah those, those games are pretty cool. whatever happened to those games. Like they, they were like they a were big thing. On, I think this development they, studio, I think, went they down. Were big on I think the it got closed. Thing. Like it was, there was a shit ton of them. Yeah, that was like there oh, was like yeah. four or five in like the first like. But there's probably one every year, like the first five years that consoles out, and then last Motorstorm Apocalypse, which I consider was a good game. Just after that, it was gone. That was one with like it had you the buggies what? and the motorcycles and shit, right? Yeah. One of my favorite like uh, MotorStorm games is like MotorStorm RC, that last uh, platinum thing that I got. Is that the Vita one or the? <laughs> it was yeah, it was the Vita plus the PS3. I think it was oh, okay. the version Cross of it play. where you get to control those little RC cars, like RC cars and stuff across the track. It was pretty cool. Oh. Uh, maybe we'll bring that back. Oh fuck, that'd be yeah, nice. that'd be good. Get, you know, I kind of remind me like Pro Eight, like you know, Pro Racing AM. Or give something me like a uh, <laughs> uh, MotorStorm Apocalypse HD remake and then. I was. It'll be one of the few that I'll shut my mouth about. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm in need of a good racing game. Um, like on the, like I play online with a bunch of friends. Um, out not that Mario Kart, I should say. So I, I need an excuse to buy one. Hopefully, Need for Speed is that one, or maybe we get into Motorstorm. That'd be awesome if, too. If Need for Speed like ends up being like what it seems like to me, it's going to be like a combination of all the racing games. Like yeah. it's going to have a uh, need like underground elements where you build uh you build your car and like you stylize it and whatnot and then uh it looks like it'll have like uh what the crew did where you assemble your team of online yeah and then uh it'll have uh your hot pursuit challenges where 
you basically your reputation becomes more more you increase your reputation the more cops come after you yeah well hopefully it's um it's all put together well and it's not a bunch of it's not it's 20, everything thrown together and then yeah it's not 20 separate ideas and they try to force it together yeah but uh if if you're gonna make a that type of need for speed game under like a street underground street racing game uh it's definitely one of the ways you should do it. Mm-hmm. And it should work out well. Yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so Twitch has come out and has announced that they are banning all adult-rated games on their services. So you'll no longer be able to stream uh, anything with the AO rating, which is 18 and above, for the United States um, any longer. Uh, so I'm kind of in the middle. I, I think I lean more towards I'm okay with this. But I think a good argument, either way, could 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 push me um, towards being okay with it and not being okay with it. But what do you guys think on this? Hmm. Well, you know what? I don't really necessarily like this move in general, but at the same time, I understand why Twitch is doing that to really like satisfy like uh, the core demographic of like the people that are using the streaming like service itself. Like, for example, I mean, it, Twitch is very easy to get onto mm-hmm. and, and to actually broadcast yourself and doing a lot of other stuff for, like, various games and stuff. But it also has a problem, too, with a lot of their streamers are, like, young young people. Like, say, young adults as well. Yeah. And especially since a lot of the, the younger people that are on here streaming and stuff like that, they're not really, like, say, watch as closely sometimes with the parents. Some do. But at the same time, this is more or less, I feel, was a move just to try to, like you know, try to give, like, some sort of positive publicity stuff. Okay, we do not allow adult, like, only games on our service, you know, to be streamed because a lot of these adult-rated games, right, you know, at this moment, stuff like that, that's, a lot of them deal with some heavy topics and it's not really kosher for, like, uh, a lot of the general audience that uh, Twitch is aiming for, so that's how I feel that they are going about this. But on my personal opinion, I don't like the move because it kind of, like, uh, it kind of, like, say... Not only, I would say, just like, uh, not only does it sort of like say, you know, creative wise for like AO, like, you know, adult rated games and stuff like that, not only does it try to like, you know, infringe, not like infringe, but, uh, you know what? I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. Uh, real quick. Uh, I need to take my. Th- like, <laughs> I, we'll I'm, go back to you. Jake, why don't you a, go? Uh, like, I don't really like this idea because it is a form of censorship. And uh, yes. to watch Twitch, uh, like you voluntarily, like it gives you like saying it's like so and so is playing like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It clearly says what the game is they're playing. Mm-hmm. And yep, like if uh, it's a popular streamer, nine times out of ten, like they're not going to be playing adult only games or yeah. adult adult only games because they. They know like there's gonna be a shit ton of people watching them, and there's really not. There are like maybe twenty AO games out there. Yeah, there's not many. There's not no, many. There's not though, many but the at ones. All. It's like, yeah, I, I've never heard of a streamer actually playing a uh, tr- uh, AO game. Like, I haven't really either myself, but. Uh... I mean, among the games that are purportedly, like, banned from being streamed, like, yeah, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is one of them because of the whole hot 
like which hot was coffee taking, thing, you know, which is taken taken out, and it's an M-rated game. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, then you got Manhunt and uh, Hatred. Uh, yeah, but that new game Hatred is not even out yet, but it's still it's causing some stir still. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny because they life... also said they they prohibit Second Life, which yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> I think that's really hilarious. Since yeah. That's that's where yeah we can do pretty much anything you want though. Um, pretty much though. My yeah. my thoughts on this are, I can understand it from uh, the public aspect of just like, obviously we're, don't we don't want, really I don't want my kids watching this filth. But, yeah, and I kind of go both ways because you can I'll argue I'll I'll make the argument I have for I'm okay with it. And the and the argument where I can see like not being okay with it, going starting off with being okay with it, um, it's Twitch and UStream are bigger than ever. It's easier to stream than ever. Um, there's yeah, a bigger all audience. I, all I have to do is press a button on my Xbox and I stream. Yeah, and and yep. now more people. A lot of people, you know, three four years ago, I didn't know what Twitch was until probably three four years ago. And it's and been I, around I, for nearly ten years. Yeah, and exactly, and Jesus. Um, you think about it. I, what, I think Google owns Twitch now, if I'm correct on that. Uh, I think Amazon does. Oh, is it Amazon that bought? It? Oh, that's right. I think Amazon. I think it's Amazon. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I think Amazon bought it. Um, Wait, well, I could be wrong. Just let me do some fact checking real quick. Okay, but you look at it now that it's bigger than ever, and uh, like I said, there's not very many. There's a couple dozen AO games out there, but kids now are watching like let's plays and streams a lot. And you don't want your kid jumping into that. I mean, obviously, there's probably ways you go about it where you could say you could put a thing at the beginning, a content warning like YouTube does, saying, "Hey, this person is playing a blank rated game, like a mature rated game, a teen for everybody game, a AO game, whatever." And there's an easy way to get around, you know, but easy way to maybe satisfy a lot of um, parents and uh, you know adults on that end, but. Obviously, it's just like when we go on. We went on a website when we were kids, and it said, "Oh, you must be so and so to go on this site or watch this or whatever." You oh, always yeah. put like, even though you're, you might be fifteen, you put, "Oh yeah, you just put a random date in January third For me, it was nineteen seventy six. Yeah, it was January first, nineteen eighty seven. Because yeah, you didn't have to touch uh, the January or the date. You used to change the year. Nope. It was you very yeah. Change the year. Exactly, and it's very easy to get around that. And sometimes you have to put the date in. He's going to accept or decline it, whether or not you want to watch it or go on that or whatever. Um, But on on the same token, like I said, about YouTube has that that when you're watching, um, like if I go on, I watch a trailer for on YouTube for a game that's rated mature. It'll ask, it'll tell me this this content is graphic or whatever, and it says, "Do you still want to continue?" And you know, yes or no, whatever. And YouTube is a lot easier to get onto. People know what it's been for a decade. Um, it might not have as it might not be as foul as some of the stuff you might see on some of these AO games. But for really outside of nudity, you could pretty much put anything on YouTube right now. So outside of nudity that's very true. and showing death, yeah. Like so there's a there's yes. a lot of videos where yeah you know the person died but it doesn't actually show it. So basically, snuff films are banned from YouTube right. and nothing else. So, yep. um that's basically what it is, though. <laughs> yeah, but also uh, uh, Amazon but, does indeed own Twitter. Okay. Yes. All right. Th- 
But anyway, getting back to what my thoughts are for this whole Twitch thing, it's like I, like I said before, I don't generally like it. I kind of in the in the same group as say what Jake is doing is I don't like the way that Twitch is handling this because for one, there isn't so many like adult rated games. I believe they should have done something maybe to akin to what maybe YouTube does. I mean, yeah, of course, say, you know, there's, like, a lot of various stuff that gets onto YouTube and stuff. Yes, like, they have, like, easy ways to get around and stuff. But it's a whole lot better than, say, just going forth and just, say, banning a whole slew of only this game that's rated this and this and this. Seems very lazy. And for another, Yeah, it's very lazily thought out, and I think it's more or less a corporate decision than anything else. Like, don't but get me wrong, but, at the same... like... Just because, like, I do feel like it's censorship. Like, to be fair, it's like it, like, it is a very minute amount of games for them to be censoring. Yeah. Yes, exactly that point too, and that's just that's just another that's just another thing to add to the fire too. There isn't that many adult-only games because, for one, those type of games don't sell well. They're either free-to-play games. They're either stuff that not very many people are interested in because of like how. You know how much of a negative like stigma is around a lot of the, those games. Yeah. So, of course, they're not going to be. There, there's not even. There wasn't even that many like adult only games showcased through like Twitch and like UStream and stuff. You know what's more? You know what was more streamed though was actually people like uh, you know just showing themselves having sex and all this other shit or something on freaking UStream and like Twitch when the PS4 <laughs> and the Xbox One. That's a really great point, out. actually. Yeah. That's all it was for the first month the PS4 and Xbox One were out. Uh, oh my god, uh, you couldn't even... During the first months of having the PS4, you couldn't even go like about a few months without going on to like live from PlayStation. All of a sudden you see this dude or some this chick or something just getting naked and just going stuff. It was just fucking yeah. funny as shit. But, uh, yeah, I, I, but, yeah. I think I kind of agree with you guys where I, I think I'm kind of... Like I said, I went to the beginning like... I could see both sides, and you know, I was leaning more okay. But when you think about it, it's it seem, I'm not saying it's not okay, but I kind of I'm more of like I disagree with the overall just the ban hammer on that. I mean, I think there's a better way to go mm-hmm. about it. At least try some other things first. And if there's still a outcry out there, then maybe go that route. But this is a jump straight to now. Nah, we're not. We're just banning them. It just seems lazy, lazy, and not well thought out at all. But we were headed. We were going very long. Um, well, not very long. We're we're about an hour in. But let's go ahead and uh, jump in quickly to what we've been playing. Uh, let's start with uh, Jake because you have been playing uh, the new expansion pack for Destiny. Let's hear about it because I will probably be playing. We don't think expansion, but we're playing Destiny sometime here soon. Oh, if you pick up the expansion, you should know that. Like, if you pick up the expansion pass, you should know that both DLCs are relatively short. And uh, the House of Wolves expansion only has about five missions. A, I don't want to say one strike, or maybe two strikes, and that's about it. Uh, hmm. Besides the arena and trials of Osiris, so not worth twenty bucks. Hmm. Depends. Like if you're going to get twenty dollars worth of play out of it, definitely. Like because ah. the yeah, what was it? Not what did I say. Uh, not the strike, but not trials. It's the arena. Yeah, the arena has replayability. Yeah. Like, is that, that like, is that like a, a horde mode kind of thing? Yes. Uh, the way okay. the way it works though is, uh, you'll spawn in, and like this giant, 
a uh, kind of reminds me of uh, God. What's the guy guy's name from Portal Two? Oh, the British guy, the robot, or um, yeah, not Gladys, the other one. The um, I don't remember his name. Wheatley, yeah. Oh, Wheatley, thank you. It yeah. kind of reminds me of Wheatley's character from Portal Two. Like this is like little uh, weird servitor, like this giant floating orb. And uh, it'll come out and announce that, uh, like, it'll announce that, alright, you're at Fatha Hive in this area. And uh, maybe it'll give you, like, certain objectives, too. Like, like the first wave normally is, like, kill all the people in the wave. Kill, kill the entire wave. Then the second and third one will be, like, defuse the bombs. If one goes off, you all die. So it was like throughout the entire, you had to balance on getting attacked and defusing bombs that are like territories. Oh, so it's more objective based than kill all the enemies. There are some objectives, and there are just some kill everyone. Okay, and which is kind of cool because like there's the one time I did play it, uh, there was four stages, and each stage was three waves. So it was fairly big but it seemed to go by pretty fast and uh it goes from level 28 to uh 30 32 34 and 35 like those are the levels and seeing how the highest level you can get is 34 34 and 35 are gonna be pretty freaking ridiculous a little bit i'd imagine so like when I was playing, we were everyone was in my lobby was thirty two or thirty three, and uh, we spent probably about twenty minutes under fire on a level twenty eight, and it was like wow, we mainly because we were out of ammo and it was just ridiculous. <laughs> but it's almost like uh, zombie mode in Call of Duty, where you just kind of go until uh, I would you probably run out of ammo. Uh, no, it's. it's set is three set waves and then you move on to the next area like hmm. the robot will tell you go back come back to the hub oh you're alive come back to the hub and <laughs> yeah then it'll take you to the next area and you do that three more times and if you survive uh you you uh, get to go to the treasure room if you have a key that's from uh, a drop on free mode free roam hmm Oh, I see. Like it, so you it, can. I would so probably can, uh, yes. combine it real quick. Sorry, I'm cut you off. Uh, I'll probably compare it it's more okay, to like Gears of War Three's Horde mode, where you had a, oh, really? or a, maybe a Mass Effect Three's multiplayer, where you had oh. certain objectives. And I'm not saying this is in depth as Mass Effect's multiplayer, but oh, it's still a decent, decent way to kill time. If you're bored and wanna right. wanna do a quick wave or two, quick uh, mission or two, you can probably do it in probably about forty five minutes. If you have forty five minutes to kill, oh, just jump on with two other people, and then you could uh, do that and maybe get some legendary gear out of it. Oh, there you go. Then so for these. For these expansion packs, you know, for like the the House of Wolves, is this expansion yeah. too? Is yeah, yes. 
So, you can pretty much, like, replay each of these missions, correct? Yes, like, every mission in the game is replayable. Okay, I know for a fact the PS4 right now has, like, uh, both bundled for, like, about 35 bucks. You save, like, about $5, obviously. Yeah. Big deal, whoop. But, that's the thing that I really wanted to hear, though, because, obviously, because of Destiny's mission structure and all this other stuff, you know, you have the missions you can go back to and pretty much go forth, collect material, get whatever, just grind, basically. And for the raids, that you know, it's it's really hit and miss with me. But yet, uh, but I, that sounds like a really interesting idea. I like to go in with like a, a few friends and stuff like that, get a couple of these like raids and stuff like that, get all these exotic armor stuff. But oh, well, the thing is, though, is like see. you can only equip one exotic piece of armor and then one exotic mm -hmm. weapon. Like if you want to equip another uh, one, you have to unequip uh, that. Like for it makes sense for weapons have more. Oh, I More see. than one, because if you have to, you can only use one of each. Like, you, if you have a uh, one armor, you can only use one exotic armor and one weapon, one exotic weapon. Huh. Like, so for me, well, I have no. real quick. For me, uh, I have Icebreaker, which uh, is a sniper rifle that regenerates its own ammo and does fire damage, but. That's for my secondary weapon, but if I want to equip my rocket launcher that that is maxed out, I have to equip a different weapon for my sniper rifle, which is so I can equip the equip that rocket launcher. Hmm. hmm. Okay. All right. Very nice. Well, then let's go ahead and move on to uh, what Jack has been playing. You got a few to play. Or you played a few. So, what's uh, how your games been playing this week? Well, this has been pretty interesting. Since our, since the last time we talked about what games we've been playing, I've actually went through and tested out a bunch of things. Like, for for instance, I started off by going through my PS4 stuff. I crack open, I cracked open, like, a few games that I wanted to play to test them out. One of them, obviously, was a game that we know, like, uh, well, <laughs> a few of us know, probably wasn't all that uh, fun to play. Probably it wasn't really all that uh, that great of a game, like, what? half a year, possibly like a year ago with stuff when Vince was talking with us. Destiny? But, uh, <laughs> no. None of that. <laughs> That's a good thing. But, no. I'm talking about Thief oh, for the PS4. That game. That game is a year well, here's old the thing. It doesn't hold up at all. It didn't hold up when it came out. It looked decent when it came out, but now it's it, just garbage. I mean, just as a game, it, it sucked. Well, here's the thing about this, about Thief too. in general. Really did. You did, you failed. Go on. The thing, the thing about Thief and stuff, I got it for like about twenty bucks, obviously. So it wasn't like a full sixty whatsoever. Still too much. I bought that along with uh, Murdered Soul Suspect. Ooh. I'll get into Murdered in a minute, but uh, for Thief, I let's see, I completed about four chapters of the game. Right, went through four chapters, tried doing a side mission. I spent like about seven and a half hours in that game in total. But as I'm going through this game, I really was really getting like uh, frustrated with certain aspects of it. One of them was the AI guards, mm -hmm. because a lot of the AI guards are, are absolutely stupid. Oh, and when I mean absolutely stupid, terrible. I mean when I mean absolutely stupid, I'm I'm saying this. Say they spot you and you go around in the corner, right? There was this one portion where I was right in the back of a shop where this crawl space was at, so. I literally went behind one guard, I knocked him out, and then one of them saw me, and so I went back behind the shop and right through the corridor, and the guy clearly can see me. He can clearly see me, but after like about 10 seconds, 
he just goes back and just walks and does whatever the hell he was doing, you know? It, it was just one of those moments. Another thing is the cutscenes. The cutscenes, they don't even sync the mouths correctly yep. inside this. This, this IDOS game, this game that supposedly was supposed to be, like, releasing, like, with the PS4, like, around that launch period. It came out it's just January amazing. of last year. Yeah, January of last year. But, uh... It's just amazing, like, how rushed certain elements of this port was, you know, because it was for the PS3, it's going to be free for the Xbox 360's games with gold, I think, for June, which, oh, God, beware. But, uh, another thing I realized, though, was a lot of some of the structure of the overworld map didn't really make sense. Like, for example, in a typical over, like, like an open-world type of game, you would have maybe the feeling of it being so, like, openness, like, maybe more inviting in terms of, uh, okay, you can explore this, oh, you can explore that. What this does is sort of gives, like, a, a pseudo feel of a open world where instead of like having like the anywhere you can pretty much go inside that whole duration and stuff no it's basically type of the same slog the same character type of dealy the same type of like uh places and like stuff you can go but it just feels very linear Mm -hmm. and very like closed inside of itself the only way I found to get to certain aspects of the map itself was to go through a fucking window where I had to go through and wait for a fucking load scene in order to get through yep. this window and get into a fucking room. That, yeah. That, That's jarring. That was one of my biggest issues with the game was just that, like you said, they had like this... You you pretty much came out of, I think you were like in a clock tower or something of that nature. Um, and yep. you always start at that same point and it made it feel like it was open world. But really it wasn't. It was basically just like, you got to go through the same thing 30 freaking times to get to this to the area you need to go to, um, this little section, and with, with these 20 loading screens in between them. And it just feels like a slog every time just to get to the mission itself. And then we got to the mission, and it was just like, okay, where, where am I supposed to go now? It doesn't, there wasn't really a lot. didn't really point you in the direction you needed to go, and it just I hated going through the same thing, the same area 30 times. A very uninteresting area that was just... it was nighttime it's almost pitch black and the only light you had was like the windows and it was just everything looked the same exactly well the thing about it was i felt it was kind of funny because you're going through certain aspects of say like going through these people's like houses breaking into stuff trying to pick locks and doing stuff i kind of like the lock picking mechanism there are some things i did like about thief like say the lock picking thing mm-hmm. all you had to do is just go around just like click like click the R1 or whatever the hell it was to try to go forth and like just to open various portions of the locks. However, this game has you constantly looking around just to try to pick up random like crap or something for gold. Because there's no type of hidden things really in general for like say interesting things to read about. I mean, yeah, you would pick up tablets and newspapers, you would pick up story things. But I just spent myself going through, like, the open world thing, getting killed, just doing random shit, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to get, like, various, like, small bits of gold pieces and stuff like that. I did one or two missions. I tried to find certain aspects of uh, getting more... Oh, God, I'm not too sure what the hell the type of thing I was looking for, but uh, it was something to help me, like, uh, like uh, get more, like, say, gold and stuff so I can go ahead and just try to invest inside more things, you know, for, say, like, armor and, like, boot things and whatever the hell it was. But even after a lot of those adjustments and a lot of those... Uh, like, upgrades and stuff, I really felt I was underpowered. Hmm. 
even after like uh, investing inside speed, inside action, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely it's built more as a stealth game than if you try to do like go in not really game, guns blazing, but you really can't. You're the way your game is made. You're not supposed to go in and like action. And fight. Well, I know, I know. Traditionally, with the thief games, that's that's pretty much one of its mo things and stuff. It's it's geared towards as a stealth type of uh, sneaking around game. Like that's the whole premise of the series itself. Thief. You go through. You have to go in unseen. It even has a little categorizations: ghost, predator, opportunist. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. I found myself trying to be more of like a Batman type of s thing, you know, like like a, like a predator or something like that, just taking out the random guards and stuff like that, but. But, uh, let's see, there was one portion of the game which was kind of, like, unsettling, but yet it was kind of absolutely hilarious at the same time, and that was going through Chapter 3's little area thing where you had to go through this, uh, this, this various whorehouse or something like that, where you have to go through the underground portion, right, and you have to try to solve this one, like, uh, like, decode, like, this sort of, like, uh, this ring or whatever the hell it is, you're trying to find the little, the little symbols and stuff, and the only way you can get the symbols is by looking through peepholes inside each rooms. So every time you look through a peephole, there's some there's some dude just like getting off on some fucking like. Uh, oh, I like, know what uh, you're talking about. Now. I remember that part. Yeah, dude, it, it's it's it was just really just disturbing and just hilarious at the same time. It's like, oh my god, that guy's into that shit. It's like, <laughs> oh god, it's like obviously you go in there. It's like, oh okay, this is yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, there's Teddy's involved. Um, but anyway, you would have to search around the room. How I kind of like how they cleverly did this, where you have to search for the symbols like across the room. You have to look all around that area. That's the one aspect I liked about Thief because the answers are right in front of you. You just had to try to look around like like carefully in order to get like certain you know places involved. But uh, yeah, as soon as I finished. As soon as I finished, like, the last chapter and stuff, like, the fourth chapter and stuff, I just decided to try to do a side mission, and I just said, fuck it. I'm going to get my 330 at GameStop, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, to me, I felt the game tried to be a lot, like, Dishonored. Um, yeah, but it, A couple of things it tried to be. Yeah, but, it, it tried to do a lot of dis- It felt a lot like, even the art style felt a lot like Dishonored, but Dishonored just did everything better. It felt like I was playing a PS2 game. And why I say that is because a lot of the aspects, a lot of the load times, a lot of the various, like, structuralization of the game really took me back to, say, like, about 10, 10 or so years ago when I would be playing, like, various games of the sort. It kind of reminded me sort of the way that, uh, oh, boy, not like the Sonner, but let's say, like, you know how the Hitman game sometimes had the king where you had to go through this and do it through that? Well, it's the same company, isn't it? I just... IDOS, IDOS, yeah. yeah. But anyway, a game that was fun to play was a Murdered Soul Suspect. I mean, this game just I've, completely caught me I've off guard. I've heard but good things about that game. Yeah. Well, th- there's a good reason, too, because it's it's a really cool murder mystery. I mean, you're basically trying to piece together who murdered you, pretty much t- who tossed you out of the window and did all this very shit. who murdered somebody? <laughs> Um, That's God, what reference. was that movie uh, with Michael J. Fox? Oh my gosh, um, Team Wolf? No, <laughs> where, Team Wolf. where he was a uh, he saw ghosts and uh, God damn, what was it? Hmm. 
No idea. It was weird. It was a weird <laughs> movie. Uh, but like the whole premise was, he saw a ghost and he uh, was getting haunted. Like ghosts were dying somehow, and they were getting killed. And it was like he was looking for a way to help them. And huh. the whole, it was that's the sort whole of premise. It was yeah. weird. It's kind of like the same type of premise here as well. Only you are a ghost. And you're trying to help, not only you're trying to piece together your own murder to try to move on, but you're also collecting elements of your past, memories from when you were with your wife, memories from, like, uh, other, like, ghosts that are just stranded and stuff like that. But what's also kind of messed up about it is a lot of this shit is pretty deep, too. I mean, there's, like, the like there's a scene in, like, this church, right, where, like, uh, you're trying to go forth, go around and stuff and collecting things, and you, you see, like, little ghostly apparitions or something, like, sticking by. There's this one ghost that's stuck by this lady who you can you can get from the, the just the conversation stuff. The guy was stalking her, like, in real life, right? But yet he died, and he's still stalking her around, but only as a ghost and stuff. And it's just it's just kind of like, that, that sort of element is kind of creepy in and of itself, but yeah, that's a cool little detail, too, because it's not like... It's not like a generic, oh, I'm haunting you because I want to haunt you type of, like, dealy and stuff. But, anyway, inside Murdered Soul Suspect, you can possess certain, like, people. You can actually possess animals, which was really fucking hilarious, that one. When I was playing uh, playing it for the first time, and I got to the one part where I could possess the cat. <laughs> I was possessing a cat, and I was running around and stuff like that. I actually posted on the Facebook, and as as soon as the video ended, there was this fucking glitch that I came into when I was on the top of the table. It looked like the cat was fucking twerking on the table. <laughs> Oh, by the way, the movie's yeah. called The Frighteners. Yeah, I was looking at that right now. It was, it was directed <laughs> oh, cool. by Peter Jackson. So, Oh, wow. I actually remember that movie now. It's a pretty good movie. Go on. <laughs> but yes, Murdered Soul Suspect. I love the mystery aspect of it. I love piecing together the evidence. It's not too overly difficult. And I will return to this game. I mean, this seems like a... This seems like a vastly underrated game. Yeah, they, I know the game dropped in price and the company went out... Uh, the developers went out of business shortly after the game came out, but it came out. It got it got fairly positive reviews. I think it was like a lot of seven, seven point fives. Um, I've seen it as cheap as like fifteen dollars new a few times. And yeah, so so it was for use like for seventeen. Yeah, I, I thought about picking it up. I hmm. think Black Friday it was going for like fifteen, twenty dollars even, and I I've been want I wanted to pick it up a few times. I I'll have to pick it up one of these days because it I, seems I, like one of those games that's going to be on. Uh... It's gonna be free for PlayStation Plus for a couple of months. Could be. It definitely does seem like that. That knack. All those other like games I released within the first year. But I would definitely suggest, like, if say nobody has anything like else set up in the summer or something like that, give Murdered Soul Suspect a try. It's on PS4. It's on Xbox One. It's on PS3. It's on, I believe in Xbox 360. Yeah. Yeah, it's on everything. It's on my but uh... it might actually be so on the. Uh, yeah, that was a joke. I'm more... Kind of curious now. <laughs> so, the last game I want to talk about is The Witcher 3. I have no experience with the past Witcher games in general, which I learned it was really apparent when I was going through certain <laughs> aspects of uh, the beginning of Witcher 3. But, <laughs> what I could say first off, by playing the first couple hours, like, uh, and playing like a little couple days and stuff worth of it, 
this game is really intriguing. Not only is the game itself, like, really well put together in terms of presentation, but in story-wise, it's also really cool the way they structured the missions, how the side missions actually add more depth and more, like, like excitement into the overall product in and of itself. And at the same time, it's 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 really cool because you you can control as like uh, the main character and stuff that was in the past Witcher games and Gerald, stuff like that. I forget G- it. Gera- no, Geralt. Geralt. Geralt or yeah, something like that. Geralt. But uh, but yeah, you can go through. You can go ahead and just uh, use your Witcher sense, which you hold down the L two button, right? And it basically goes like, say, as like sort of like a scanning type of mode where you can track like creatures' footprints. You can actually track people's footprints. You can do various like little, little excursions. It's like really interesting. You can actually keep track of where you can collect certain herbs, collect certain like uh, loots and treasures and stuff like that. But uh, I'm doing various side missions right now before I face off against the the Griffin. <laughs> the Griffin is like is. Uh, is pretty much one of the first like main like uh, enemy things in this game so far. So, but yeah, I'm just I'm just finding myself just going forth and just exploring certain aspects. You know, I'm trying to find like mini missions. The game is absolutely cool, and I would really recommend that for people who are looking for that open world game. You know, like hey, Fallout's not here. Like, uh, but The Witcher Three. This is. This is probably going to be one of those games that's going to be one of my games of the year if this keeps it up, you know. It's like, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played the hell out of Witcher 2. I think I put close to 40 hours into it. Um, I heard this one's a lot more streamlined where it's a lot easier to pick up. Whereas in oh, Witcher yeah. 2, um, they, they, give you, like, they give you a tutorial. And the original Witcher 2 that came out launched, there was no tutorial. You basically just started the, the, the game. The tutorial was... Oh, yeah. You uh, you walk fifteen feet, you fall into this arena, you kill four people, and that was it. No, that's the tutorial in the new in, in the updated version. The original mm-hmm. Witcher, the, the original Witcher two that came out on PC didn't have that. And then when they remade like right. the, the enhanced was, edition, the enhanced edition like did eventually come to three sixty. That had the tutorial in it, and even still, it doesn't give you much. And uh, then it, it went. Then it faded to black. And then went to a sex scene. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, that's very much. <laughs> that's very true. Um, with uh, I think uh, was it not was it Yennefer or something? Like, I can't remember her name. Yarold. Uh, yeah, Yennefer. Yeah, I think it's a gr- the girl's name. Yeah. Only the, what, what's kind of funny about this, the beginning part, the opening cutscene, it's like you have Geralt or something like that inside of a bathtub and stuff like that, where he's like, you see these legs poke out and you think it's a woman, all of a sudden you see it's turned to him, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> I heard, um, yeah, I heard, like, uh, like, the sex scenes in that game are pretty late in the game. Yeah. That is, that's understandable. Um, yeah. I don't know, I, I've heard it's a lot, I, I really want to play Witcher 3. My biggest drawback of, actually, Witcher 2, though, was just kind of um, it basically takes place shortly after Witcher 1, and I, the story in those games are very complex, and I was lost pretty much the entire time, story-wise, and the, the, the gameplay was very, it was hard to grasp. It took a, it probably took me 15, 20 hours to finally figure out what I was doing in the gameplay, uh, just trying other things out, but I loved Witcher 2. I actually even bought Witcher 1 on my piece, on my laptop, but... Um, I thought my laptop was going to explode after about two hours of playing it, so I just stopped. <laughs> I've always kind of held out hope that they re- they like re-release all the Witcher games on the consoles. 
because I would totally play those because I love I love Witcher two. I want to I'd want to play Witcher one. You know I gotta check my play Steam uh, catalog because where I saw Witcher on there. Though you want to hear something that's really cool and stuff, you can tell a developer really took care of uh, their cust their their consumer fan base and stuff by uh, just basically giving like balls to the wall the best type of like experience possible with this game. Like for one, I bought the PS4 version of uh, The Witcher Three. I mean, I had to return my first copy back because of those deep scratches that were on it because of the freaking manufacturing thing. Or probably because somebody dropped it or something uh, at Walmart. Who Trust the fuck me, knows? Those things do not get love at Walmart. No, no, they don't. Like, and that's just the thing. Like I said before, inside the packaging for The Witcher Three, there's a poster. There's actually a congratulatory. Oh, actually, I'll, I'll open it right now. Here, it's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, note? first you get yeah, Blaze posted. Yeah, the on thank Facebook you note too. It was actually really cool. It's like you got uh, the sleeve, obviously, you got the Witcher 3 poster, and as I'm opening up the, the thing of this game, it comes and greets you with this match, this thank you card. It's like, Dear Gamer, first of all, we would like to thank you for your support. We really appreciate that you have decided to spend your hard-earned money on our game and hope that you will have a fun time playing it. Over 200 of us have spent the last three years working on the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, and it is the, with great pleasure and humility that we present our game to you. So that's pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And even so, it doesn't come with just the thank you card and everything else, though. It comes with stickers. It comes with, like, freaking, like, a giant map hmm. of the game itself. I mean, that is really, really cool, considering that a lot of the companies, they don't really give a shit about, like, uh, say, yeah, the Witcher various 2, stuff. They just, Witcher yeah. 2 came with the map as well, and it's pretty freaking ridiculous. Yeah. I well, like it. See, I like that. The developer CD Projekt Red, like this is their only games they've ever made was and they self produced them. Yeah, they're not. They don't. Yeah, they're not. I well, Microsoft funded The Witcher Two for the consoles, but yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like this, like they've made these games on their own. So and they even, I think they even built the engine for this game. I think this. Uh, I think they built the original engine for uh, Witcher One, and I think they they basically. I think this is like. Was it like Red Engine Three? I think is what it's called. Like this is their own made thing. It so. is made out of where the hell is it? Um, yeah, I can't even find where it's made. What the, the like, company? Or no, uh, the engine, in-game oh. engine. Uh, Wiki, Wikipedia. Well, anyway, that is pretty much what uh, I've been playing. Oh, that's very, very cool. I, I like I said, I really want to play that game. Um, <laughs> you should when you get the chance. Yeah, it might be like, <laughs> like talk about this summer. We're coming to the probably months. Summer doldrum is coming. Um, is pretty much upon us here. Real quick, after, before the summer before is coming, we move on. Okay. I'm looking at the Witcher, the original Witcher on Steam right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. I just scroll down to the review, and this one review is freaking spectacular, and make me it's making me laugh. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, D A. D Headshot posted on December 26, 2014 had more sex in this game than in real life. 10 out of 10. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And, yeah, so... I had to read that review. That is incredible and very accurate. <laughs> wow. That is funny. Oh man! But um, moving on, I'll make mine super duper quick because we are going long. 
Um, I played Last of Us Left Behind. It is now standalone on the PS4 and PS3 for $10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked that up. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it takes place um, it, bef- before The uh, Last of Us and during um, when Joel gets hurt in the winter. Um, part of the, yeah. the game, minor spoilers there, but it's a two-year-old game. Um, so it jumps back and forth between that of how what happens with Ellie uh, while Joel is basically, I guess, in a coma. Um, how he oh. saves her life, how, how she saves Joel's life, and it cuts back to how she basically um, becomes infected, essentially, um, when she like meets up with an old friend of hers, and they go to like the mall, and they just basically have like a girl really happens. Out. Yeah, it's pretty much girls night out. That really happens. It's a lot of just kind of like learning the backstory of Ellie um, and it's... kind of where she came from, which really really fascinating. I really I was a fan of that story and that world. Uh, it's kind of cool to hear more about um, her. Um, it's, all, it's I think it's probably around three hours or so long. It's uh, still pretty, pretty fucking sad. What? That DLC. It's still sad? No, you the mean, like, DLC the story? is pretty freaking sad. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, the, definitely the, uh, yeah, the story can... It, really, the whole game of Last of Us can be kind of sad, though. I mean, it's very... It's not a fun game. It's it's a very fan. Uh, it's a don't. Get, it's a great game. It's like I've said several times. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But it's not exactly. You're not a lot. Of, really have a lot of fun in that game. Um, very tense um, and emotional um, more than anything. But then again, it's probably one of the best experiences inside of uh, the last couple of years. Honestly, I would say in the last <laughs> twenty years. But uh, yeah. yeah um, I really liked it. I would say if you are a fan of The Last of Us and haven't played The Left Behind yet, check it out. It's, it's ten bucks. Um, or if you have a PS4, you can get Last of Us Remastered, probably for around twenty bucks now. And I would say that The Last of Us is probably one of those like uh, those oh man, one of those like media defining kind of uh, games and stuff like that, where it just cut across streams between like gaming and movie yep. elements. Yeah, you can say like, it definitely started with Uncharted, like original Uncharted. Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Highly recommend. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our conclusion. Um, All right. Let's go into our retro game of the week. What do you got for us, Jack? All right. Well, anyway, for our retro game of the week, this is something that kind of ties into last week. Considering that I said Castlevania Symphony of the Night for my number one, the for this week is a game I just beat today for like the first time in the past couple of years, Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Now let me tell you something. Rondo of Blood is one of those games that released for the Turbo Graphic, like like the Turbo, like uh, no, actually in Japan it was called the PC Engine. So basically, this is like a CD game on like uh, the Japanese equivalent to the Turbo Graphic 16, pretty much. So what this game had to pertain to is it's structured like the like the Castlevania games on the NES and like the you know, the Super Nintendo and, like, stuff like that. Only for this one, it had CD-quality, like, music. It had branching paths, a first inside the Castlevania series at the time. But the problem was, it was only available in Japan. It was very costly up until it was re-released on the PSP as part of, like, a as like a, an unlockable and stuff for the original, like, Castlevania, like, Dracula X Chronicles or something like that. Where that game itself, that PSP game in general, was just... The remake of, like, uh, Rondo of Blood, the original, and Symphony of the Night, like, remade, like, redubbed and stuff like that. 
But anyway, for Rondo of Blood, the game takes place like uh, just before the events of Symphony of the Night, where you're playing as Richter Belmont going through trying to save uh, your girlfriend Annette and stuff and the various other village girls and stuff that were kidnapped and stuff by Dracula's evil minions and stuff. So what you're going through is you're going through a bunch of like random uh, like stages and stuff. Like I said before, there's branching paths. And what's interesting about this game, and it has a lot of branching paths where you can like discover various secrets that gives to like alternative stage one, alternative stage two. There's like five alternative stages, all of which end up like uh, facing these crazy ass bosses. Say, say you face like a werewolf, you face off against a minotaur for bosses I'm talking about. You're facing off against a gigantic, like a peeping eye and stuff. And of course, later on, as every traditional like Castlevania has, you get to face off against the Grim Reaper, Death. You get to face off against Dracula himself. But what was really hilarious, though, was when I was facing Dracula inside this uh, retro game, the thing I recognize most is uh, he has a very simplistic type of, uh, like, first form, where he shoots, he, like, he teleports, shoots three fireballs, you can hit him in the head to cause damage, which... That's been a staple since, like, the original Castlevania and NES. But then he goes forth and he transforms, like, into his, like, his giant form, which really isn't all too tough to begin with, because it's basically a gigantic, like, horned demon, right, that's just jumping up and down and stuff like that, trying to jump towards you. But because you move so slowly as Richter Belmont, you can't uh, get, like, underneath him as soon as he jumps. <laughs> Unless you try to freeze them with the air by doing like these, uh, like these uh, crosses and stuff like of that nature. But anyway, I found myself going forth and uh, using like a, a combination of the holy water because in Castlevania Round the Rondo of Blood, you can use something called an item crush, where you can use a vast like uh, amount of your hearts that you've gathered up throughout the stage, and you can go through to cause a super attack. So when you get the holy water, you can get to do something called like a hydro storm where it basically rains throughout the entire, like, uh, the panel that you're on at the moment, causing significant damage to any enemy on the stage. Really awesome, really extreme. But uh, the best aspect of this game is the music. The music, like, defines, like, Rondo of Blood. It is seriously one of my favorite soundtracks that I can listen to from beginning to end. It's just so well done. Especially for, like, a retro game that was supposedly released back in the early 90s. This is definitely something you would want to pick up. Say if you still have the Wii, the virtual console. There's like a virtual console port of it, like on the Nintendo Wii still on its, you know, is, you know, its shop. But you can also buy like uh, the PSP version digitally, you know, from like uh, Dracula X Chronicles and all that stuff. So anyway, yes, that's our retro game of the week, Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Very nice. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, pretty much wrap up the show for the week. If you want to hear more from us, we are on uh, Facebook. We have a page and a group. It is uh, Generation Gaming on there. Um, we are also on the Twitters at Gen Gaming Net. Also with YouTube and Twitch is the same Gen Gaming Net. So follow and subscribe us. Um, subscribe to us on there. Um, pretty much that's all we have for the week. I was your host Tyler. I was the Jack of Hearts. And Jake is alone in the darkness. Jake's not here. Did Jake leave? Did we lose Jake? <laughs> I think he fell into the destiny. <laughs> anyway. If I fell into destiny, drink, drink too much ginger beer. Alright, well. Oh, anyway, good night, everybody. GG. <laughs> Ow.
Thank <laughs> you.